Welcome. 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 Welcome back. There we go. Now I can hear. I have monitor. Uh, are we um, back up? We are. Yes. Oh, okay. Good. And it's using the new wire, and it actually is not clipping. It looks pretty good. Fantastic. So this was at the bottom of the stairs when I came in, like literally oh. easy for me to step on. And it's, uh, <laughs> so clearly you don't hold this in the steam. This is a certificate for world's best dad. Yes. Uh, this certificate is awarded to dad in recognition of being funny. I suppose the award uh, is presented on a very limited set of <laughs> <laughs> set of uh, ideals, but Ali gave it to you. On the 13th of April. Yes, I do feel bad that it's all wrinkled and ratty, but you get lots of certificates and awards from your children. I I did not realize that there were so many contests. There is. You get them all the time, nonstop. (laughs) I I mean, I've seen mugs, Mm -hmm. right? You know, I've seen those before. Uh... I guess maybe I've seen certificates before. Probably have trophies. Definitely yeah. trophies. Any other sort of stuff you get from that? I mean, uh, do you ever get like a cash prize? <laughs> Once a year, <laughs> twice a year, maybe. Uh, most of it's artwork and things like that. Mm-hmm. But the certificate, you know, the slight derivation of that—it's something she made on the computer and printed out. So it's more art than certificate anyway yeah and that's why it was at the bottom of the stairs yes. just waiting for me to be stepped yes you looked very tan i wore lots of sunscreen i didn't get burned so um i wasn't trying to get tan that's just the side effect of, oh that's the side effect of me on the sun yes even with you know sbs 70 mm-hmm. sunscreen sun's a powerful beast lots of energy coming down from that thing yep so, did you have things to talk about? Because I had plenty of stuff to talk about, but I figured that you might have stuff to talk about. Oh, uh, sure. I got things to talk about. <laughs> I went on vacation last week, as you yeah. may well know. And, if uh, you were following the show weekly, uh, there's been there's been a, a gap. And the reason is because it is hard. I think we would I think I'll... Eh, maybe don't talk about this on the show, but um, on the main show. It's hard to bank craft beer radio shows because we're drinking alcohol and we're in our very late 20s which means that <laughs> very, it's late very late 20s it's hard for it's hard for us to do it like a daily thing or, or we can't do two a day in one day yeah there's a lot of sorry about all the noise i'm trying to get <laughs> someone messed with my mic when i was gone who was here dusty oh Dusty was doing a podcast, I'm sure. Yeah, see, Dusty the cat. Yeah, it's, it's it's hard for us to bank shows. It's 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 a logistics problem, and because we live far from each other. Right, right. If you just had to walk across the street, yeah, we could bank shows easy. You could do it on two different nights mm-hmm. in a row. You could do two in a night and still stumble home. But because of you need to get home, and we need to do it later because of the kids. So we yeah. can't, you know, we can't just do it in the afternoon. So it's just it, it it's it's hard to do. It's unfortunate, but that's the the rules of the game right now. You know, we get we get a couple days of the year where we can go on vacation and we can do uh, things like go to Savor and go to uh, American Beer Fest and things like that. But 
those you know we can only devote four or five days of the year to that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Right. So yeah, vacation, your vacation, broken computer, my vacation, series of things uh-huh. caused shows not to be posted. Then two shows are thrown out there, and then we missed another week. Yeah. So it is what it is. So yeah, I went on vacation. And we were going to Sandbridge, Virginia. Went there six years ago was the last time we were there. And the last time we were there, we were looking up up north at Rehoboth Beach and Dogfish Headed Craft Brewery. And we're like, can we get there? It's like, oh, that's a long drive. Well, this year, we're like, it's never going to be less inconvenient. So let's make the drive. Mm-hmm. So we left the day early. We didn't guys can't get into the beach house until Saturday at two. Oh, okay. So we left Friday. I took Friday off. We left Friday morning. And um powered through to Rehoboth and didn't get to like have got there late enough that like we didn't Heather wanted to go have dinner there and whatnot. But small pub. They do have food, but it was too late. Kids were too cranky. So basically just grabbed uh went on the boardwalk, grabbed some quick eats. Went down to the beach, put the kids to bed, and I went to the pub. And uh, so a couple impressions about the pub. They had some pretty good stuff on. Not like the craziest, wackiest stuff you can imagine, but some pretty good stuff. Sure. They had 61. They had... Um, oh, 61's really good. It is. Actually, I didn't even get to it because there's other things worth trying. But six, it was always a fallback of like, yeah. if I have one more beer, I'll get 61, yeah. you know. But then something else came up. And they had a couple of the Ancient Ale series... And I enjoyed those. They had 90 Minute on Randall with Cascade, which was really good. That sounds good. And the the thing I noticed mostly were the prices were pretty good. The prices were no $5.50 a pint. Oh, so no, no sales tax. I didn't realize that. Well, that, that probably helps too. But the prices were like 5 five fifty a pint. And you're used to that at like brew on premise um pubs but not like the latest version seems like the the nano breweries that are opening up around pittsburgh mm-hmm. they're like typically 657 750 for a pint even though they have the low overhead of selling beer they produce on premises but because of their small size they can't have kind of the uh, economies that even like the church brew works has yes. where you know at a brew pub like the church brew works or at rock bottom you expect beers to be around five ish 550 but a lot of the new pubs aren't that way, so I've kind of drifted away from that expectation. So when I got back to Dogfish, having good Dogfish beers for that lower price point, I was like, pretty excited about that. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's an economy of scale issue, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's why big companies. <coughs> it's, it's why, in some sense, yeah, but yeah, the cough. I know. Button. I got <laughs> gotta get back into the practice of using the cough button. Uh, <laughs> what was I gonna say? It's why. It, it, it's partially why we shouldn't we should stop being so afraid I feel of big companies buying craft beer places because craft beer is now something that's stuck in mm-hmm. the consciousness and economies of scale actually help get some of it out I understand though the you know, the argument of you know we want to support local breweries and all that stuff and that's true too so there's a balancing act. so sitting at the bar and, you know, it's 10 o'clock on a Friday night. Wasn't expecting to see the owner. <laughs> There's a dude behind the bar. He's grabbing like five or six beers, mm-hmm. wearing flip-flops. Uh, he was wearing a Milwaukee Brewers cap. But I only caught him from the side. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Sam. So later on, I went walking through the crowd to see if I could spot him. And there he was. It's it's funny because 
you know, he recognizes me. But he doesn't, he doesn't know. know yet. He doesn't know. Well, he doesn't even know me from Craft Beer Radio. Right. He's like, he thought he had saw me like a month ago at the Big Brewery or something like that. I'm like, no, this is my first time in Delaware yeah. and, and whatnot. So he he knows the media. So I had a, you know, a tweet at the end, like, maybe in another 10 years, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be more than vaguely recognizable to Sam Caligioni. Yeah. It's, I mean, we've seen each other enough that you can recognize faces after a while. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, he talks to to more people than just about anyone else yeah. in the business, you know. I mean, uh, Garrett Oliver probably isn't sure where I'm from. Um, Steve Grossman doesn't know I'm from Craft Beer Radio, mm-hmm. so you know, it's not just a Sam thing. It's just uh, that tier. We just haven't made right. We haven't made penetration into right. that tier yet. Yeah, that's all right. We do what we can. Um, and then I, I guess the rest of the vacation was pretty relaxing at the beach. Lots of beer available in Virginia Beach that wasn't available six years ago. Six years ago, I had to go pretty far away to one particular... Uh, that statement I know. applies everywhere. Well, I'm going to get there, but yeah, you're you're right. It does apply everywhere. You know, six years ago, I had to go to the bottle shop that was far mm-hmm. away. And uh, this time it was like there was a farm fresh market, you know, like kind of like Whole yeah. Foods, and they had a great beer selection. And you know, I was able to get there a couple times. We went to the the Navy Exchange, the the PX, where there's no tax on that, and uh, had to go with the guy with the military ID. But you know, he bought the beer, and then I paid him. I got some whiskey at a pretty good price. I mean, compared to Pennsylvania prices, it's like, it's like going. That's like when you're, you know, you're 16. You yeah, know, exactly. Guess what? Well, this is you know getting guy with the military hookup to buy me mm-hmm. buy me cheap liquor. Uh, so I picked up uh, three bottles of whiskey. I got some more Buffalo Trace. I was out of Buffalo Trace. I got Elijah Craig and four roses. I've tasted them all. They're all pretty good. Cool. Didn't didn't go wrong. And got them for less than thirty bucks. Most of them are all of them are less than thirty five. Two of them are less than thirty bucks a bottle. You don't see that in Pennsylvania. No. Lots of tech stuff to go yeah. to go around in Pennsylvania. I um, did not have a very exciting week, but I have lots of lots of stuff to talk about, lots of tweets to explain. Although <laughs> uh, I wanted to bring this up first because it was something that I I just thought was cool. You know, sometimes you read you're, you're reading a story uh, and you actually glom onto a fact that is kind of tertiary to the story, but it's actually more interesting to you than the story itself. Okay. So this was a story about um, coatings on, on airplanes and uh, airplane wings, and now they're, they're, they are using uh, some nanotechniques to create uh, coatings that are more like lotus leaves and stuff, so, so the okay. water will, won't, you know, won't attach. Mm-hmm. And it, they're also finding it's also useful for, um, for bugs, that uh, apparently insect impacts, you know, uh, especially in areas where there's a lot of insects, if you're flying over marshes or something mm-hmm. like in Florida, that hurts the fuel economy of, of, of a plane. You know, I can understand if you have a lot of little, <laughs> little mm-hmm. force on it, then yeah, it'll take it'll, 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 And also the, the turbulence at the remaining guts that leave. Was, that was the thing that interested me the most, because they were talking about the bug guts and how this helps... <laughs> Uh, this would help get the bug gut get away, b- 
But the reason why bug gut is a problem is because it gets sticky really quickly. And the reason why it gets sticky really quickly was what I found fascinating. It's because, you know, the bugs are basically, you've, you've squished a bug before, it's made of goo, right? There's just goo inside. The goo doesn't know, the, the way it was, it was quoted was really, really interesting to me. The insides don't know that the bug is doomed. So they start trying to fix the bug. Okay. But the bug is, you know, splattered. It, it's okay. completely... Right, right. Oh, so it's trying to scab over. Right, exactly. It, it's, it's doing essentially an immune cascade. Uh, it's trying to fix the problem, but the problem is far too catastrophic. So mm-hmm. you get this sticky goo. And that, that was just fascinating to me. Right. So the the gut, if it was a normal little like crack in the the shell or something, it would ooze out and solidify right. and, and scab and heal, you know, scab over at least. Basically, yeah. You know, super glue for bugs shells. Interesting. Makes sense. So, yeah, I, I, and I thought, you know, that applies to so much that, you know, there's all this, um, all these things that we don't think about, uh, that leads to these interesting effects <laughs> that can be explained in these ways. And I, I was just, I was like, my mind just started real at the possibilities mm-hmm. just, just from thinking of that. So I, I just thought that was fascinating to me. And it came from an article, not, not even closely about that. Right. No, no. Cool. No, it's very cool. Uh, I dropped, I got my phone wet on Thursday. How did you get your phone wet? Uh, Kayaking, geocaching, kayaking, and my waterproof bag. Oh, so there actually is a story here. So we went to the beach house and we found two ocean kayaks around the back. And they weren't set up right. Whoever used them previously had the seats on backwards like idiots. So I fixed it up, took it out in the ocean, seemed fine. And there was a backwater. Are they really idiots for not knowing how to kayak? I mean... Maybe they're used for trying to... Installing the seat backwards? It doesn't take much sense to to see that like the seat divot and the feet footholds are one directional okay yeah all right probably idiots go on (laughs) okay and um maybe they couldn't figure out how the seats worked i don't know but uh so there was some backwater there and there's like some geocache trails that are on canals you just paddle down them find them so with my brother-in-law it seemed like fun so we took the kayak we launched kayak my dad was going to meet us at the other place, like about two and a half miles away in a few hours. So we start paddling. We find half and we're about halfway through. And it was at a point when Brian was out of the kayak and I'm sitting in the back and I hear a trickle, 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 trickle. And these are ocean kayaks. So they're kind of, you sit on top of them. They have a hollow hole underneath. You can't, you can't get in and bail it. You would have to take out the drain plug and flip it over and drain it out. And I'm like, huh, I wonder if that's leaking. But it didn't seem like I was losing any buoyancy yet, so I wasn't too worried about it. And uh, so a little bit later, we stopped. And also the way the kayak, ocean kayaks work is there's the footholds, and there's a drain hole in them. And it uses the low pressure of the water moving under the hull to suck water through the drain hole. So it kind of works like a vacuum pump. Okay. Uh, so when we were moving, we actually had, like, it seemed like we were higher in the water. And when we stopped, it, like, sank. Like, water would come in and almost... Mm-hmm almost come up over the gunnels and so at a certain point we're like crap and my phone was still in his bag and still working at that point and we're like we can see where my dad is and it's you know like this 
we're seeing like there's an inch of clearance of the, as soon as the water comes over the gunnels, it's like we're getting out and we're swimming this canoe, this kayak in. You know, there's no point in paddling at that point. It's capsized, and uh, so we're trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. We finally for, get for those who are who are just tracking like we're about to meet with the goddess. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and we get there, and like we get out of the get out of the kayak and we make it, and I look at my waterproof bag which my phone is in and there is like ounces of water in there like it's sitting Tell in it with the father it's sitting in like an ounce and a half of water like it's wet take all out the of a sudden your consequences shake, are shown shaking it out water's coming out the speaker port just bad news so since thursday it's been in a bag of rice in the hot sun and i made a genius bar appointment for this morning i was gonna take it in at 5 20 tonight because that was the earliest point i could get for today and um Around 4.30, I went to go check my phone out, you know, to, uh, because I couldn't get the boot. I couldn't get the photos come off of it. I just see the Apple screen over and over again. Well, I went over and my phone was on. Like, fuck yeah. Like, maybe it dried out, maybe a little bit more or something. So I got everything backed up off of my phone. It's working now. Except it can't find the cellular network. So the Wi-Fi is working. The screen is mostly okay. If you look at an all-white screen, there's kind of a diagonal line across it. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe there's something still to dry out. Maybe there's still a molecule of water, a little drop of water shorting out the cell antenna or something. I, I So it's, I have it back in a bag of rice and sitting on a heating pad. And I just checked it, and it was in the temperature warning stage. You know, like, the phone's too hot to use. Mm-hmm. You ever see that when it sits in your car? No, I don't. You'd leave my phone in my car. Yeah. So. Well, if your phone gets too hot, it will not let you use it until you cool it down. Huh. And it has a thing on the screen with temperature and says, cool down your phone before we let you use it. It has to be on, of course. It can do an emergency call, but it won't let you use it for anything else. But it has to be on. It does have to be on, yeah. So I'm going to, I don't know, let it go overnight. See? So right now it's just a glorified iPod. I don't know what the battery life is on it yet. I, haven't, I don't know if I toasted the battery with the water. I don't know. I would have rather spent... That eighty bucks on a better waterproof case instead of you know a re, uh, Apple Care Plus claim, but I gotta do what I gotta do now. Yeah, well, such is you know the the problem with. Sure, glad I got Apple Care Apple Care Plus at this point. I have a <clears throat> cough button, dude. Come on, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> as long as I have it by the main show. <laughs> Have it down. Okay, yeah. So I'll put it in my lap. Consider this practice. I mean, I have mine, like, you know, closer than, than you have yours. I think that, I think it helps. Okay, it's right here. Yeah, okay. Got good. two fingers on it. Right, just, just get just get ready. Just be prepared. <coughs> it didn't, what, didn't work that time. You can't, use two, you can't use two fingers. Two fingers is too much. Too much? I don't know. I think the, there was a, see? I, uh-oh, I have it down. It's not cutting out. Uh-oh. Or Made in America cough buttons, or check, 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 check. See how it's coming in? You hear that a little bit? A little bit. I mean, it was coming in before. Check, 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 check. Yeah. That's... The contact is bad. Yeah. Check, check, check. Yeah. All right, then. See, huh. I was hitting the cough button before. Yeah, Just... sure. <laughs> All right. Um... Oh, I, I, I thought more about the uh, the trick. Remember the magic trick that you showed me? Oh, okay. Um, oh, this is the one where he had someone at home call the card. Yeah. I know exactly how it's done now. Okay. Yeah. It's... Uh, I, I mean, I was, I was pretty much right when I was considering it. It's not... 
it, it it's um, a deck that the cards are just there's a tiny bit of a sliver cut on one side of the card, which means that you can hold them in a special way, and then each card um, is uh, one card up, one card down, one card up, one card down, one card up, one card down. Because of that the the way it is when you hold it and when you handle it, mm-hmm. uh, if you handle it you know correctly, then you can easily move apart the the cards that are upside down from the cards that are not upside down. So that's why, you know, he made a big deal. He made a big story, a whole spiel, mm-hmm. which was all part of the act about how I used to be, you know, in prison or whatever. So uh, I know, and blah, 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 I'm going to do this very slowly. So mm-hmm. that was all right. to explain away the fact that he has to be very careful with how he's handling it with his <laughs> trick door. Uh, and then the rest of it was simply... Uh, a code of some sort that he used to to figure out what where the where the card was that the person was, and then like I said, it was there were two sides to it, and he just he you know he knew what as soon as the card was so the the trick was done when he present when when he came out with the deck because he knew where every card in that deck was right so <laughs> the trick was never at any point in the trick the trick was done beforehand. So he needs to give the deck to someone else and let them examine the deck to. Well, prove. if he did that, yeah. then the trick would fall apart. So he's not mm-hmm. going to do that, obviously. But he did enough to right. obfuscate that by you know, you know letting you hold the deck so I can't touch. You know mm-hmm. what he's doing is he's misdirecting you away from the fact that you never actually examined that deck. Didn't he give them the card though? No. No. Okay. Well, I'm, have, I'm confusing have, it. Given them the card afterwards, but how does that card look and feel like a real card? Absolutely, it, the, a tiny, tiny bit is shaved off. That's all you need. Right, like, right, right. A but, millimeter. But you said everything's fa- face to back, back, you know, back to face. Right, well, yeah. if so the cards fight, if the cards aren't thinner, then the deck would be too thick, and it would look no, no. Thin. There's only 52 cards in there. Oh, okay. Uh, 26 are, are face up. 26 are face down. Oh, okay. And so he finds where the card is because he knows he knows. Okay, so he, he knows it was a ten of diamonds. So he knows that that's between uh, maybe the. Did he fan out the deck at all? I'm trying to remember that. I, I think he did, but he did it very carefully. So when you fan it out, you only show like twenty six cards. Yeah. Okay. You know, if you're not looking for it, it would look normal enough. Right, and, that... and you don't see a pattern because it's not it's not an obvious pattern that he, that he left mm-hmm. it. In. And then he just figures out. Okay, on the. In between the uh, five of spades and the seven of diamonds is the ten of hearts, <laughs> because of whatever, like you said, whatever, um, right? You know, whatever logic he used to come up with the code, and then he just moves that apart, and there it is. There's the card upside down, right? And then, if the card is face up then he flips the deck over i guess yeah the the deck is in the you know Mm -hmm. it's it's inside the case he knows which way oh he put it in the case so the outside cards always face down Mm -hmm. okay yep that sneaky bastard (laughs) i love how the judge is like i don't know how you did that trick well that's the point (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) if you knew i did the trick you would have buzzed me but it's uh it, it, it's a cool. Ex- I mean, it's a cool trick because 
it's a good example of using misdirection and, and mm-hmm. doing those sorts of things. But like I said, the, there are four basic card tricks, and as soon as you know them, you know basically how all of them are done. You just have to figure out the different aspects of them. It's a cool trick, though. Uh, did we talk? We talked about Pluto, right? I don't I, think I don't we know, did a show was, since Pluto. No, yeah, that was in July fourteenth. Yeah, we haven't talked about Pluto. Uh, Pluto's still not a planet. <laughs> I know people. People are like, oh, it, it looks like a planet. Well, it's a, it's a definitely a world, right? I mean, it's it's a large mm-hmm. object that has qualities. Um, it is in. Uh, What is it called hydrostatic equilibrium, which means that it's big enough to become a sphere. Right. It was a John Gravity. Oliver that kind of had a little fun with how a dwarf planet is not a planet, but you know, but because the name, you know, but planets in the name was that John Oliver that. Uh, and maybe not. Someone someone had a fun little bit. I mean, there was Colbert thing with Neil deGrasse Tyson, which is very funny. I didn't see that one. No. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, that's part of. The, well, I, part, I, like, I, I think I do. Think I, I like how you. It. I like how you call it a world. Yeah. I think that there's something there. Did you, did you get that from someone or no? No, give it your own. I think there's something there, though. I think uh, people would probably, if we gave them another word to describe. The embodiment of a place, mm-hmm. a world, which is, I think it's a really good fit, then they won't get hung up on planet nearly yeah. as much. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> it, it starts here. It starts today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, if you look at the, you know, the, there's a, a beautiful picture that came, the, this... Um, Thing with the sort of heart shaped thing, mm-hmm. it's sort of brownish. Like, oh, it's brown. Did you see the so so? Look at the heart again. Mm-hmm. Did you see the overlay where they took the Pluto dog, and you see how it's kind of like a dog looking to the right. Mm. So now I see Pluto in Pluto. Look, Google for that. Google for like Pluto in Pluto or something. I, I, I get and, it. I see it. But uh, um, so now that's what I see. <laughs> <laughs> but it's brown because. Those those mountains that you see, those are not mountains made of rock. Those are not even mountains made of water ice. Those are mountains made of nitrogen ice. This is a very different place from anything you were experiencing. Right. Uh, the the color comes from uh, compounds uh, that are changed by the sun and leave behind sort of a, uh, this dirty look. But it's not mm-hmm. dirt. It's not earth. You know, it's right. not rock. It is organic you know, organic compounds on nitrogen ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what we're seeing here. The atmosphere is a beautiful picture of the atmosphere of Pluto. I don't know if you saw that one. I haven't seen that one, no. Um, let's see if I can find this. Did you see... Well, you're looking that up. One of the Pluto things I found really interesting. Did you look at the uh, NASA Eyes program? Uh, it's, it's a software program. You can download it and it lets you like watch the telemetry like of the flyby oh that's cool it's kind of it looks like a solar eclipse right because the um the uh atmosphere is refracting light from the sun but the the back face of pluto is Mm -hmm. all black yeah 
it's a glow. You you can see sort of the sun is kind of coming in from this direction, so it's not quite. It's not really an eclipse. Yeah. So the the NASA Eyes program is kind of like Starry Night, you know, like in Space Explorer mode, mm-hmm. and you can watch oh, New yeah, Horizons. And you yeah. can play it back, and it shows you how it's rotated and which sensors are observing, and where, and like it's pointing back to Earth and blasting off to yeah, Earth. Yeah, you can do that for also the Curiosity rover. You can watch it land, yeah. and, and all the steps that it goes through through its land. Yeah, it's a too. really cool program. Everyone listening, if you really care at least a bit, go to um, I think it's eyes.nasa.gov, mm-hmm. and from there you can download an app for your computer, and you can go back and go to New Horizons, and you can go back to July fourteenth. And start playing the flyby. And you can play it back at, at many times normal speed because playing it back at normal speed is a little boring. It is. Um, but you can see how like how many different... There must be... There's gyro. It must be gyros on New Horizons to make it turn. And, and there's also... Or, or uh, reaction wheels, I mean. Um, there, there's those too, but I, there's also... Um, there are, you know, hydrazed oh, okay. jets and stuff like that too. But, you know, it's turning one way. It's making an observation. It's turning another way. Then it's going to shoot a moon because like... Maybe it's using instrument A to sh- look at Pluto, and now it wants to use instrument B to look at the moon, and since it's on a different facet of the spacecraft, it's almost pointed there, so it mm-hmm. didn't have to turn as far. So there's this whole orchestration of how to do these thousands of observations in like, doing them in an uh, uh, orchestrated manner. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And this is all based on... This is, the, the cool thing is it's pure Newtonian physics. Right? This is stuff you could do... In principle, the back of an envelope. You could write just. I mean, the dynamics of everything is 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 simple enough that you could do it. That way. <laughs> Executing it's a little. Yeah, it, these it, guys. But but uh, the, the important thing about that is that it had to be completely planned in advance, completely, and they had to know how the dynamics of the entire system was working mm-hmm. in order for that to to work, and they did it. I mean, it, right. it's really cool that. And that's part of the fun. One of the things I really love about physics is that you can do that. You know how the dynamics of physics are going to um, evolve, so you can then plan out the route of something like that. Yeah, I mean, I tweeted it a while back, but I mean, it, it's a thing that like it just makes me proud. It's like these guys hit a seventy mile by seventy mile target three billion miles away, and they were only seventy three seconds early. You give me enough money and you give me enough calculating power and enough people who are smart enough. I mean, I think it's, yeah, that's eminently possible to do. Sure, it's possible to do. They did it. Yeah. But they don't do it. You can't do it. You know, it's not going to happen every time. Right. One of the, I was watching the PBS documentary um, about Pluto. It was an interesting documentary because it looks like they did it about a year in advance and it probably aired incomplete. And then, like, right as it happened, they added in this last thing and then they, they did that for Mars and it too. went to air like. Two days later, yeah, they, they did it for Mars too. That when Curiosity landed, they basically, you know, they, they it was a whole thing about the development of it, and then at the very end, they snapped on and 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 it landed great. And here are the pictures, <laughs> so and it was put together really well. One of the neat challenges about New Horizons I didn't appreciate was, you know, as it's going, they started discovering more and more moons and things floating around, and. They're starting to worry about debris collisions or what if there's a ring they can't see. So they changed the flyby to pass through the area of space where it was very probabilistic that Sharon had cleared out the area. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, you and me, a layperson, we wouldn't consider let's use Sharon's orbit as our window because it's, you know, probably 
more cleared out than other places, you know, and in hindsight, it's pretty obvious, but you know, it's just one of those things like that's real. And then, you know, they had that constraint and they were still able to do two occultations of Pluto and Sharon. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just, I mean, if you're, if you are thinking about Pluto for 10 years, I imagine that thought will come to mind. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, you and I wouldn't think about it because we're not thinking about Pluto all the time. Uh, we're not experts on it, you know. But it's sort of like it, if someone were doing something uh, with with my system at work, uh, not knowing it, I would know the intricacies of the intricacies of the system much more than they would. Mm-hmm. So I'd be able to figure out, oh, you can do this, and this will pass by all that other stuff. Sure. So that's the same sort of thing. But I mean, I I agree. It's uh, it's cool to to think about. It's it's like the bug thing. It's cool to think about these consequences that we don't see in, around us, but that are happening all the time mm-hmm. yeah and yeah there's two occultations all the other orchestration they did it just amazes me it's just job well done yeah job well done guys way to go way to go on pluto um so there's i have so many tweets because we we can't have so do you want to get to the show and we'll do more of my tweets that. Well, we were talking about eyes. They also have, you can watch, real quick, I just want to mention one other thing I thought was fascinating about that part of the website is you can see the Deep Space Network telescopes and what they're talking to. Oh, and, like, you cool. can see, like, what their broadcast power and bandwidth, like, the bit rate is and things like that. So, like, you can see, like, every day it talks to Voyager and you can see it talking to Voyager 1 and 2. Go to, uh, to eyes.nasa.gov and there'll be a link for the DSN. And you can just pull, you don't have to install anything for that. You can just see what it's talking to you right now. And like which dishes, it shows you which dishes are doing the talking and which ones are down for testing and whether they're doing a carrier signal or, um, or data actually transfer. Oh, DSN now. I saw it right there. Yeah. Yeah, so right there you can see that the one in Madrid is talking to New Horizons right now, actually getting data back from New Horizons. Dawn is being talked to from Madrid. NASA Goldstone's talking to uh, uh, MRO is a Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter. Yeah. Um, Maven, that's that's also on Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what PLC is. MMS2, not sure. Actually, if you click on it, it'll tell you over there. Oh. PLC is... Uh, I can... So it looks like a Japanese space. It's a comet. It's a comet one, I think. Okay. It tells you how far away it is too, right there, the range. The so that one's 118 oh, yeah. million kilometers. And if you go to New New Horizons, you'll see it's in you know billions of billions and billions. <laughs> What's the bit rate? It's it's, it's like one. Yeah, if you undergo under, there's more information. There's a there's a um, pull down for more. Maybe like if you scroll like scroll in the you're. Scroll slowly, right? And then you should see... Uh, I thought there was a, a expansion. Maybe right above the... More detail. Oh, there you go. 1.5 kilobits per second. Yeah, that's better than... That's better than uh, normal. It, pretty neat stuff, though. Yeah, MMS2 is... Uh, I have no idea what MMS2 is. The name's at the top of that window right there. Oh, it just says MMS2. Yeah. Um, uh, is that mobile? MSL's no. Curiosity. That's a in mm-hmm. uh, STA. Not sure. Soho's a solar observatory. PLC's again. Yeah, cool. Yeah. 
So you can watch that all day and see what's being talked about. I will. Now I will. It's not quite as good as Fish Center, but it's up <laughs> all the time. Exactly. All right, so we'll get done with the show, and then uh, we'll taste some truffles in the post-show. Oh, sounds good. <laughs> 